Good evening, Bengals fans. I am officially back, and the Bengals are officially back in less than two weeks. So excited to be back. This is the Back Row Bengals Sports Podcast. I am your host, Josh Miller. You can find me on Twitter at the Degenerate L1. You can find the Back Row Bengals page at Back Row B on Twitter. And you can find the Back Row Mothership, the Back Row Fantasy Show on Twitter. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I've been away for a couple weeks, had to sort some stuff out uh, with my schooling and my personal life, and it's been it's been really hard the past two weeks. It's, it's honestly, to open up a little bit more, it's been really stressful. Uh, I haven't been able to do a lot of things that I love doing, podcasting, uh, blogging. Uh, I, I have had to get away from social media for a while. Um, just have been having a lot of problems, but uh, it has been getting so much better. And I'm just so excited to be back. This is one of the better things that I have coming back. So happy to start. Um, we're, I can't even believe to, that I'm going to say this. We are less than two weeks from the first week matchup against the Chargers. I'm so excited. There is just absolutely so much to get to. Uh, this is going to probably be kind of a longer show. I know I usually like to keep it around like 15, 20 minutes. You guys got other stuff to do. You know, let's get the Bengals takes in in and out and then move on with our day. I get it. But since I've been gone for so long and so much has transpired over the time that I've been gone, uh, I feel the need that we are going to have to have a, to talk a lot about or we go, are going to have a lot to talk about. Let's go ahead and start off with the most recent news. Came out a couple days ago. Joe Mixon. Four years, $48 million, $12 million a year. I'm so happy that the Bengals are finally finally have this cloud that was, has been hanging over our head for months now. It's finally gone. Joe Mixon is going to be a Bengal for four more years. Uh, absolutely love this deal. Now, I, I understand that a lot of people are saying, oh, you're overpaying for a back. Listen, not only are we paying Joe Mixon for his on-field production, we're paying him for his off-field uh, addition to the team. He's a great teammate. He's always been a great locker room guy. Uh, if you see you know, you know, see a lot of these big-time, big-name players, I mean, Joe Mixon, you could throw him into that category. He is. He's a big-time, big-name player. Um that are constantly on social media asking for trades, you know, just being head cases in a lot of drama, bringing a lot of drama to the team, you know, especially as unnecessary as it is. And now when it's really unnecessary in an uncertain time like right now, Joe Mixon has done none of that. He's kept that off-field stuff away from the media. He's let the Bengals and his agent deal with that. He's not bringing it out to the forefront. But finally... We finally have this cloud that has been hanging overhead. When are we going to sign Joe Mixon? When are we going to sign Joe Mixon? That is finally done. He will be the sixth highest paid back in the league. I mean, it's a big number, but let's be honest. It's, it is kind of a team. I think it's good on both sides. I don't think they overpaid for him. I don't think they underpaid for him. I think it was it was around where both sides were, were probably going to expect, and it's perfect. Um and now, now finally, we can just get back to playing football, and and that's something that the Bengals really need to focus on. And you know, a lot of the Bengals are just uh, you're not just you're just not seeing a lot of drama that you're seeing with a lot of other teams right now, especially with players wanting trades. I mean, even the I mean, the Saints uh, with Alvin Kamara now they're just they just came out and said they're open in trade. You don't want that on a team. You don't want that you know success secession. Um, you don't want that stuff. You know, getting out into the media, it, it, it's hard to keep that in. But 
finally, the Bengals aren't dealing with that anymore. It's time to move on. It's time to get back to football. Speaking of off-field um, things, uh, one thing before we actually get to the on-field stuff, I do have to say uh, uh, the march from the stadium uh, to the uh, Freedom Center uh, at the banks in that video and the pictures. Uh, and honestly, I, I it doesn't even matter like what you believe or, or what you think about is going on. But you gotta lo- absolutely love the unification of the team and the front office. Um, if you look on uh, social media, if you're hearing stuff from uh, you know Bengals media, they're all saying that everybody's on the same page. Uh, Mike Brown, something that you know a lot of people don't give him enough, don't give him credit for because he never really deserved it. Is his ability to connect with his players and he really showed that he was able to connect with his players and his community uh trey hopkins uh wrote an an incredible speech and as a fan of a a public speaking as i am uh it was just great to see that he went on you know the eyes of all of cincinnati and you know anybody that that falls the Bengals even remotely close saw that and he spoke very well and you could tell there's a unification on this team uh, I was listening to an interview with Mike Adams, uh, the wide receiver with Mo Egger, who said that this just this locker room is just so great right now. Uh, everybody's kind of unified, and then when they're out on the uh, out on the practice field, they're constantly competing. They're con- they're jawing back and forth. But when practice is done, it's time to hang up the cleats. It's time to you know they come back together, and then they're all going to focus it on Week One against the Chargers. That is something you have got to love hearing coming from the inside of the Bengals locker room and then also on top of that we got our face of the franchise Joe Burrow the rookie Trey Hopkins went and asked Joe Burrow a rookie to deliver the second half of that statement and he stood there and he did it he did it with his chest up he did it he he I did he did use his phone to look at his notes but he you know very he just did it for reference but then he looked back up in the camera he looks so confident standing up there in front of everybody. And, man, you, you could tell the buy-in to this kid. The bang, You could tell they just, they're buying into him. You're not seeing that, oh, there's some tiff in between, you know, if it's a touches situation or, you know, maybe a player doesn't like him or a player. Everybody is buying into Joe Burrow. And, honestly, how could you not buy into him? My goodness, his camp numbers have been flourishing you he he has been flourishing so good in camp that colin coward came back with a statement of how joe burrow has been nothing but uh, the difference between joe burrow and and baker mayfield in his first year and and Jameis winston in his first year he has is just laser focused joe burrow has been laser focused his stats have been very good uh, in the scrimmage, he did have an interception, but he also had two touchdowns as well. Uh, and from what I'm hearing, the interception wasn't entirely his fault. It was kind of a fight for the ball and the corner one. It is what it is. Uh, but he is elevating everybody around him. And something that I heard Dan Horde talk about um, uh, about with uh, Paul Dana Jr. on the Hear That Podcast, Hear That Podcast growling. Uh, it basically Dan Horde is saying one of the things that I'm seeing with Joe Burrow is, oh my gosh, like he is just so fast. He is, you know, hurrying everybody up to the line, and and, and he's just got such a great grasp of the playbook, and, and he's able to direct, he's able to uh, move people to where they need to be. He, he's able to, you know, check down. He's seeing 
defenses more than a, a lot more than you know a lot of rookie quarterbacks would. Uh, one uh, comparison that Dan Horde made is that Joe is nothing like Dalton. And uh, he made this statement, and it really kind of stuck with me. And, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they said Andy Dalton, you know, was really was really good when the Bengals were also really good. There had to be a right spot, a right timing uh, by everybody, and and uh, the right blocking and the right scheming for Andy Dalton to put in the right place. Now that's a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL, but Joe is one of these playmakers that can make a play just by himself. He's you know he's running around. He's escaping the pocket. He's staying in the pocket. Uh, he's checking down. He's going over top. He's giving receivers chances. From what we, I have been hearing from Bengals training camp, it has been nothing but good uh, from Joe Burrow. Now, that being said, um, I'm I'm hearing a lot of other really good things about uh, the wide receiving. Uh, connection between Joe and his receivers. Uh, Tyler Boyd is apparently just shining like nobody else. Um, and then Drew, apparently Drew Sample is having a great practice, a great couple of practices, a great training camp. And that is so exciting to see because for the longest time, ever since Drew Sample got drafted, the bad pick, a bad Bengals pick, what do we compare it to? Oh, is he a Drew Sample pick? We'd say that. And I'm telling you, I bet he took that to heart. And apparently Drew Sam has been having a great camp. Um, he's building a good rapport with Joe Burrow. Um, it, it, it's just he's he's really starting to blossom. And finally we're seeing a pick that we all thought, oh, this guy's going to be out of the league in, in three years and, and it won't even matter. He's finally turning the corner. And, and that's so good to hear. And, you know, you, you want everybody on the Bengals team to do incredibly well. And uh, hopefully he continues to do well. Um so that is the offensive side of the ball. Uh, that's for the good part. We are going to get to the bad part towards the end, but we're going to talk about the good for right now, and then we'll get to the bad at the end. Um, the defense it actually won the last scrimmage. Now I know it was a mix of the first teams and the second teams, but, I mean, that's great to hear. Um, hearing Josh Bynes has really taken the role of the veteran. Um and, and that's so huge for him to take the role of the veteran uh, because that is just such a young linebacking group. I mean, the next oldest behind our rookies is Jermaine Pratt, and you know he's only been in the league a couple years now. Uh, he really it, it, so they needed they needed that jolt of, uh, of of young talent mixed with a veteran that can show them to way, the way to become a successful and dominate dominating linebacking crew. Now, from what I'm hearing, obviously, um, that they're, the Bengals are doing nothing short of abs of just changing everybody in and out at the linebacking position. Nobody really has a set one, you know, string one string, two, first string, second string, third string. They're changing in everybody, young guys with old guys, young guys and young guys, old guys and old guys, uh, and, and that's great to hear. And I, I I'm. I'm, they're still trying to figure it out now. Whether that's good or bad, that they don't have a specific linebacking uh, group right now, that's kind of up to your, you know, your judgment. Especially, and we're definitely going to find out uh, in less than two weeks. Um, however, though, uh, it, it, it's just been so exhilarating to watch or, or to to find out that the linebackers are really starting to step up and because this is the position that we address and, and honestly I thought 
I thought this same thing that after the draft, the Bengals should should address uh, the linebacking. That was the most important position, way over offensive linemen, honestly. Uh, and, and they did, and finally they did. So that we got young talent. This is for all you the all real Bengals fans. Um, you're going to watch. Uh, this young linebacking core be your defense for the next five, six, seven years. Um, Akeem Davis Gaither, Logan Wilson, Marcus Bailey. Um, oh my goodness, just so, just so much young talent. Jermaine Pratt, uh, Josh Bynes. It, it just, I, he probably won't be here for five or six years, but he'll, he'll probably be here for a couple. Um, but um, they're just they reshaped the linebacking room. Like this is who we're gonna go with. This is our linebackers, and, and and this is great to hear, and it's great to see, and you know they really needed to see it. So we're seeing just an entirely different defense now. Um, with that being said, um, they exactly you know it's great to see that here that they're going young guys in and young guys out, and that's great. Uh, but they don't have a set linebacking core, they don't have a set roster spot. Then that means that they probably don't have somebody that is um, absolutely like dominating in camp. They don't have, you know, someone that I thought that would be named the starter right away would be Logan Wilson. That was my personal opinion. I thought he was going to be stud right out the gate. Maybe, maybe, and maybe he is. Maybe that's just not what I'm seeing. Uh, they're not al- not allowed in camp, sadly enough. But, um. And maybe and you know maybe that's that's what they are maybe that's what they are thinking but they want to keep it hidden and they want to keep trying other people and now uh, and then honestly on top of everything they're playing themselves they haven't played any out any you know outside talent so they really don't know that much so I I, I mean we'll see I have heard though that Jermaine Pratt is actually having a really really good camp and that's great he needs he needs to have a, comp, a bounce back year. The linebacking core was so bad last year. It'd be great to see him uh, completely turn it around and lead this uh, lead this room and and make it one of the best. In, make it one of the best in the league. Be great. Uh, from what I'm hearing, though, the pass rush has been absolutely dominant. Uh, they're definitely getting the better of the offensive line in camp. And again, we'll, we'll switch over to the offensive line here soon. But I do want to talk about this pass rush. This pass rush is going to be the key. Uh, to this, the success of the defense. Now, I mean, every position is going to be important for this Bengals defense, but in order for every single other position to be put in the best position possible, it's going to start with the defensive line because the defensive line is absolutely the best part of our defense. Um, DJ Reader, Carlos Dunlap, uh, Carl Lawson, Geno Atkins, they just need to start, you know, being monsters. I'm hearing Khalid Kareem is, is, is getting in there and he's, he is making plays. I'm hearing Sam Hubbard is all over the field too. So that means that they got to turn it up. They, they got to have a great year this year. Uh, if we want to see the Bengals do a lot better than what a lot of national media is telling us that the Bengals are going to do. And so they, they need to turn it up again and, and keep going. Um, they, they need to put everybody in. They, they have extra weight on their shoulders. They're not just playing to have them be put into a great position. They're playing for the linebackers to have time uh, to cover their receivers or to be able to open up gaps so that way the linebackers can get through it and get a blitz. They're uh, getting a pass rush on the quarterbacks so the corner cornerbacks don't have to uh, sit on their receivers for that long. It's going to all come down to this defensive line unit, and however they do on a game day is however probably the rest of the team is going to do on a game day. 
All right, so let's flip over to the not so great part of uh, of camp. Uh, I'm hearing sadly that the offensive line is not up to where we want them to be. And now, obviously, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, obviously, with um, with going heavy, heavy, heavy linebacker uh, with this draft, we weren't getting much in terms of. Uh, Young talent. Now we do have Jonah Williams, but here's the thing: Jonah Williams hasn't played a snap, a legitimate snap in the NFL at all. So he's coming in fresh. From what I've heard, what I've heard, he is is one of the best students of the game, and that's awesome. That's one of the best things that we can hear is that he's a uh, student of the game and, and he's been taking notes constantly. But he's got to pick it up right now because in the first week he goes against Joey Bosa, and then the second week he goes against Miles Garrett. There is no, you know, there is no dip your toe into the water. It is baptism by fire. So you're gonna, he's gonna have to pick it up. Um, I'm hearing sadly that Fred Johnson is just not up to par uh, with this offensive line. We need, we really need to just protect Joe Burrow at all costs, and we need to do everything that, you know. Um, we, we can do to just protect him and, and keep him off the ground because he also he hasn't taken like an NFL hit yet he's been hit before he's been hit plenty of times in college but he there's nothing compared to that NFL hit so we're gonna need to do everything we can to at least limit that so if we can just limit that we we should be okay and just keep keep him from not getting hurt Going back to Fred Johnson uh, he may be his time may be getting close to an end in Cincinnati. Um, because we do need to eventually move on from guys that just aren't good enough and revamp that room, kind of like what we did with the linebacking room. It wasn't good. We got rid of some bad contracts. We revamped it. It's now the future of the franchise and the future of this defense is in that linebacking room. Maybe it's just time to do that same thing with the offensive line next offseason, but we have a whole season to get through. Um, So absolutely, the O-line does need to uh, pick it up. Uh, one more bad thing, uh, and th- and then we'll switch it back to good. We'll start talking about uh, the game next uh, within the next couple weeks, and it's some other stuff. And then we'll, uh, we'll I'll get you out of here. Um, uh, the a- AJ Green, um, he- he's day to day all the time. So obviously we we uh, we 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 tagged him this year. So this is going to be his last year. We're we're going to have to make a move on him uh, at the end of this year. Uh, sadly, though, um, he's day to day. He can't even get out on the field. There's a f- com- they're expecting AJ to start uh, week one. That's the expectation. That's what they're saying. Like AJ is going to start week one. That okay, okay. If that's what we're going to do, okay. But excuse me. But when was the last time AJ Green actually like took a you know took some real NFL reps? He's even saying to the coaches, like, he's got to get some reps. He didn't play in either scrimmage. He's not going against a. He's played one game out of the past 24 games. One. We can't keep paying a guy to play one game out of 24. That's it. And now we just paid Joe Mixon all that money. We spent all that money in the offseason. We're running out of money to pay players. I'm sorry, but, like, we can't pay a guy... To play one game out of 24 and then to constantly be day-to-day. You either got to play or we got to move on. And honestly, it looks like the Bengals are getting to a point with A.J. Green just 
Might be time to move on. We're already playing without him anyway. We've always been playing without him. Everybody was, and, and let, let me get this straight. I love A.J. Green. I would love for him to stay on the field. I'd love for us to keep him on the Bengals and keep him on the field because he is just so dynamic. He just, when he's out on the field, the Bengals offense changes dramatically. He's such a playmaker. But if you're not out on that field, it does not matter. So what are we going to do? We can't keep paying him. And it looks like if AJ doesn't get out on the field, that's going to be it. If he's not out on the field this year, the Bengals are definitely going to be looking to move on. You can guarantee that. Um, speaking of constant injuries, John Ross, man, he just I'm just so sick of hearing that he's out day to day and he's out, he's out, he's out. It's the same thing with AJ Green. A, a lot lesser scale and a lot smaller leash than AJ Green. John, you get, I, I mean, he's got to get out. I under, now I understand he, he went home to uh, be with his uh, be with his son and his wife. That's not what I'm saying, but he is still dealing. I think he's dealing with an ankle injury right now. He's day to day. Man, you got you got to you got to also get out on the field. They, there's just nothing we can do with you if you're not out on the field. I I, I don't know what to do. I I, I don't know. It's so exhausting with those two. But anyway. Hopefully we they can get back out there and hopefully we can finally get back to you know take throwing the ball deep taking the top off the defense we can finally have an offense at you know full capacity but until that happens I don't know a uh, couple more things from camp I have heard though that Akeem Adeniji is starting to have a pretty good camp he he's been blocking pretty well he is going against a a hell of a defensive line so it's going to be um, it, it's going to be really tough for him. You know, it during camp, but I mean, obviously that's good. Iron sharpens sharpens iron. Uh, definitely want to uh, definitely want to keep an eye on him. Maybe this is somebody that we can actually integrate into the offensive line that uh, finally can uh, you know you, you know be a a main staple into the offensive line and, and be someone that can contribute uh, at a high at a high level and, and be able to protect uh, our beloved Joe in the backfield. Uh, oh, another, another speaking of offensive line, speaking of good. Uh, I, I've heard nothing but good things from uh, Trey Hopkins. Uh, I heard the snaps are getting down. He's building a lot of really good chemistry with Joe. Uh, they're able to audible really, really well is what I'm hearing. Uh, the playbook, again, is so important. Uh, Joe is just saying over and over again how how uh, he's just so confident in the playbook, and that's great. That's awesome. And, he, and he, you know what? I bet he is confident. You can tell everybody who's watching is just saying like, "Wow, this kid is the real deal." So let's see what happens. Let's keep him as healthy as we possibly can. Uh, Bengals play the Chargers in uh, less than two weeks, and I gotta say, I am so so freaking excited for it. All right, and we got through a lot faster than I thought we were going to get through. My goodness, we got through that in 23 minutes. That is incredible. Um, see if there's anything else. So we just got the Chargers next week. Uh, the Chargers did name Tyrod Taylor the starter over Justin Herbert. So we will be facing um, facing Ty God Taylor. We've have faced him plenty of times when he was in Buffalo. Faced him a couple times when he was in Cleveland. We usually do pretty well against him. Just send that pass rush. Let's. And, and you know what? Honestly. I'll give you the prediction for the game. I, I do. I think the Bengals are going to win. I think the Bengals have less question marks than than a lot of people think. 
I, I think that they do have the offense figured out to 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 a point. Obviously, there's a there's plenty of opportunity to improve, but I mean, I don't know how much the Chargers have figured out. They got a new quarterback, a new system. Uh, no more Melvin Gordon; he's gone. So we'll, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how how that uh, how that transpires. Um, it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be a lot closer than what people think, but I do think the Bengals are going to win that game. I think Joe Burrow is just going to surprise people. I think the offense is going to surprise people. This is the second. Oh, people have to also understand. Uh, this is the second year under Zach Taylor. So they've had another full year of having the playbook. And then they're also implementing a lot of uh, offensive plays from where Joe Burrow, uh, from where LSU got their offense. They're, I mean, we're running a pro set. LSU ran a spread pro set. That's basically kind of what they ran. We're running the same thing. Let's keep him, let's keep him comfortable back there. And I, I just I don't see why not we can't why we can't keep them comfortable constantly. So that's what I am. Um, that's what I have heard out of training camp. Thank you guys so much. I know I'm a little rusty. This was probably a little bit of a rustier show. Uh, I'll get back into it. I haven't done a podcast in, in a couple weeks, uh, but I'm finally back, and I'm so happy to be back. Uh, thank you all, all of you, for so much for uh, supporting the brand. And um, keep giving it a listen. Who day? Go Bengals. We'll probably do one more before the uh, Chargers do a Chargers pregame. And uh, it'll be exciting. All right. Thank you guys so much. Who day? Let's go beat the Chargers. See you, Bengals. Love y'all. Bye.